0: Hello and welcome to the University Guide Night podcast. I'm David Hawkins. When we're thinking about university in the United States, a lot of people will tend to focus on the same sorts of college in the same sorts of areas that tend to attract most students going to the US, particularly in the work that I do here in the British Isles. However, when I go to London College Day every single year, there is such a wide range of colleges and it always intrigues me why some particular colleges still feel that it's very worthwhile for them to come to the United Kingdom year after year after year. One subset of these colleges, an area which I will confess to knowing relatively little about, are Christian colleges and universities in the United States. Now, there's a joke amongst college counsellors that if we put eight different random criteria of colleges together and picked out three or four of them, that college would actually exist in the United States. The massive variety of provision means that the United States does have every kind of geographic environment, of curriculum, of size and and of all sorts of other specialities. And so it's been on my mind for a while to delve into this idea of Christian universities and colleges and to learn more about it myself. I'm really lucky to have a friend who attended Christian colleges, recruited for for one of them and is now working as an independent counsellor based in Birmingham, Alabama, really specialising on helping international students who might really want a Christian university experience to find that niche when it might not actually be immediately apparent to them where to start the search. So this was a new topic to me. I think the interview is really great and I hope you enjoy it as well. So my guest today really is an absolute expert on the topic that we're going to discuss. And and I will start off by saying that unlike a lot of the topics that that we talk about in the podcast, this is something where I feel that I am really on the edge of my expertise. So Christy, you are going to have to leave me today and I'll thank you in advance for doing that.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I um, have recruited for five years with a private Christian university and grew up overseas So really have a lot of experience from, you know, coming internationally to the U.S. higher ed system, uh, but now work independent and independent consult with families that are overseas, um, both expats and internationals, and it is a joy and delight because it is a really different market, the Christian University market, um, but can really be a gem for a lot of families.
0: Great, and you know you and I were talking before we started recording about the fact that you know there are a lot of international families who will be outside the u s for all sorts of reasons um and I certainly if it's my, not my area of expertise, I, I imagine all the college counselors around the world might be feeling that as well so let let's kind of delve this this right right back, and maybe we'll go to kind of your your personal story here. Why are students choosing a Christian university of all the options available to them in the United States? Sure.
1: My observation is really three reasons, but the two really stand out. One is that most Christian institutions are private. And secondly, um, they have mostly residential campuses. And so the student can live on campus. And then thirdly, um, in most cases, there is a smaller class size, but what also equals that is a community base. And so in most Christian colleges, I would say, you know, you recognize a lot of the people that you see, but it's not so small that everybody's in your business. And so that's a key component for families, especially if they're going to be abroad, is that their student would have a community and sort of be watched over, but not micromanaged or, you know, somebody's constantly down their throat looking at them. And so there's, I find that a lot of families are looking for that community-based in a smaller setting, but also really residential um, and for international students of course they can work on campus so they can work live eat and study all in the same place within a community that will be conservative um, and will have some guidelines in place for their student
0: okay well let's let's look into that then so one of the things i do know is the difference between a bible school and a christian university um, and i think maybe and the challenge I know you, know you will have had sometimes when you were working for, for Sanford was people mixing those up, you know, let alone, you know, lumping the South into one bucket, even within that, they were finding differences. So a Christian university is not a Bible college. So what is it?
1: So a Christian university is typically an institution that has a Christian mission. And so that means that they would have a priority on Christian values. So You know, think of the Ten Commandments, um, you know, good stewardship, um, service-based, outward-focused, others-focused, and they would have a lot of times a chapel requirement. Sometimes, like at Sanford, the chapel requirement could be filled through educational seminars, so that would be something to ask about. Um, And my experience was a lot of students in high school students in private schools already had to attend some sort of chapel anyway if they were in a state-based school, And so that wasn't a huge transition. Um, Whereas a Bible college really is, you know, every class has some sort of Bible theme to it, and it is in preparation for some sort of service in the church. So like, you know, it's, it's not quite the exact same, but think of it as like preparation for, you know, the pastorate or you know seminary that yeah. sort of thing and a lot of christian universities have some classes for that but they are not educating for the sole purpose of sending students to seminary or into like christian church service basically but they do have christian ethics and conservative guidelines in place
0: so in the same way someone might want to go to a college where they've got you know really top top american football program and they want all that kind of experience or they want a really urban community they might want you know a christian community with people who share their values and it's gonna be somewhere they can have those discussions about the meaning of their faith to them but it's not everybody is going to go and be missionaries or doing service in church
1: and by and large you know every student at a christian university are not christians i mean both Christian universities that I attended had students of other faiths, and those were very regarded and highly respected. Um, I think, you know, the big discussion about residential living within Christian universities is that there is not mixed gender dorms. Right. And so, you know, that's another, for some families, that's a really important thing for my family. It was, they didn't want, you know, a guy walking down the hall when I was going to the shower. And i honestly didn't want that either. So, you know, there's just, it, I would, I would view Christian colleges with a conservative perspective and not a Bible college lens perspective.
0: Understood. And I guess that also then we're looking at kind of defining our, our terms have been sensible. There are a lot of colleges, a lot of ones, a lot of international students aspire to. You place them to mind like Georgetown or, or mm. Notre Dame. I'm, I'm picking Catholic schools, but lots of places which are Saint this and Saint this, which have a kind of Christian heritage. But mm-hmm. what we're talking about in terms of someone like, like Sanford is it's not it grew out of a of an old, old order or Catholicism or Methodism, whatever it is. This, those are not Christian universities. They're universities with a Christian heritage. That's the key difference here, I guess.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. The, you know, even Harvard and Yale were at once Christian seminaries, you know, preparing students. Yes. And now, you know, that is their heritage, but that's not their mission going forward. And so a Christian university would really be defined as it being a part of their mission going forward. Um, and again just really focused on um, ethics and values and character and then obviously having the mission base but as you said there are quite a few christian universities that have d1 ncaa status um sanford was one of those so i mean you can have you know conservative sports and urban all in the same pocket and do really well
0: got it so if then we, we're kind of, we're, we're working through this, so we have a student and they come to, to, to me, to a counselor in the school, to, to any of the listeners, and say that this is what they're looking for, within then that next step of where students would, would start to be researching, I guess they'd be looking for the same kind of normal things or, or that when you're counselling a student who says, "What well, you know, come to Christie, or we're looking for a Christian university, what else are you helping them to work out in terms of college fit?
1: A lot of it is, um, I always look at internship options, as I'm sure you do, but, you know, we really talk a lot about the value of the liberal arts process, and a lot of Christian universities do have liberal arts, and the the reason that I believe that's beneficial in when, in students looking at those universities is because it adds a really holistic kind of view, so at most Christian universities, you're going to have, you know, a class on good communication, a class on, you know, communication skills, a class on, good studying habits, a class on um, budgeting and account, you know, those sorts of things. And so really having having a a place, especially for students that are gonna be so far from their family to learn that and then have the context. um, For example, in Birmingham, the city's known for business and medicine. So if you had a student interested in those things, I would recommend they go here or perhaps to Shorter, which is near Atlanta. Um, there's a couple options in Nashville as well so those would be good options because if they're interested in business there's a wealth of communities here in the metro Birmingham area that will hire business interns and so the recruiting process is similar in that you know what you're interested in also helps in the setting of the community but then the benefit of a school that's Christian also provides this community for them so that the student doesn't get lost. And for me, that's a really critical component because what I find is that you can be the best academic, you can have the best marks, the best test scores, but if you are not emotionally ready to go to school, that community component will tank you if you don't have it. And we see that, I mean, you and I see that in students that study abroad anyway. And so to me, that's a huge component. If they're looking for a really tight-knit community, then a smaller Christian university is going to be best. If they're looking just for accountability and community, then a little bit larger Christian community would be best. And so that's, that's another factor of, you know, how, how, how much do you want to be known? How important is that to you? Because without it, then they're just another face in a hall of 300. And for some students that can be quite dangerous.
0: Yeah, I agree, particularly going a long way from home. I think that's mm-hmm. something when people want, big urban centers sometimes could be overlooked um you touched on that you mentioned Birmingham you live in Birmingham Alabama a city I, I want to come to as a U.S. historian and, and geek. You need
1: to there's so many universities you could visit. There I are so
0: many universities I want I want to come come to Christie and the number of people who email me saying you must come and say if you, can, if you can find find three children to come with me um that that would make it easier. Oh, I
1: don't need any children but I'd be happy to host <laughs> you while you came.
0: <laughs> Thank you. The um but, let you know, we were talking on a previous podcast I did with, with Tim Neal from, from Swan University South, focusing on the idea of the South. But now we're talking about the South. You mentioned the word a few times conservative, Republican, the South, election cycle, all that kind of stuff. And international students who may be naive or, or may not be naive, actually, about the realities of coming to different parts of the US, which may not be where, certainly the families I work with, Alabama would probably not be at the top of their list. Mm -hmm. So conservative, Republican, the South, Christian, international students, discuss.
1: Yeah, I mean, the South is like any region in the world. They're going to have vocal people that talk about certain things and and their political views and their cultural, socioeconomic situations. But like any region, you're going to have pockets of everything else, literally everything else. And, you know, the, um, one of the newest, um, political leaders in Alabama was, that was voted in was a Democrat. So, you know, those things, as you, as you know, are constantly changing, but yeah, I, in the South, I think you would typically say that a more conservative view, you'll hear a louder voice in, but that doesn't mean that you can't find your people yeah. in these areas as well. I mean, Birmingham has a large Asian community because UAB is a huge university of, Alabama, Birmingham is a huge research hospital. So you've got, you know, a global connection there that that comes in in a pretty strong way in our schools, in our communities. And I mean, yes, the the people on TV are predominantly white, but there's also good pockets of other diverse communities that you could find a home in fairly easily.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting just reflecting as you're saying that, you know, thinking about my time as a teacher on a level of international schools, teachers, IB diploma, APs, A-levels and things we're trying to get students to look beyond their, their perception, you know, whether that is, you know, in a global politics class or their understanding of something in chemistry or, you know, in history in, in my subject. And yet, sometimes we, I guess we let them, maybe with universities, not delve more deeply into it. Mm-hmm. And so what you're just describing there about just, you know, the city of Birmingham um, may be news to a lot of students who are looking at this kind of stuff. And I guess then they're writing off some options that might be, be ideal for them. But if we have a student, you know, who is who is you know, looking for for Christian ed- education, apart from looking up yourself and looking up your website, and we'll make sure the link goes into the, the show notes, where else can they go to start to to research Christian universities as kind of one of their maybe like filters as they start mm-hmm. to look at the process?
1: Um, Christian higher ed would be a good one. Um, and then I Later in the month, we'll host a virtual college fair through Zoom and Facebook Live on May 19th and 20th. And you can just, every university has 15 minute segments. And it's in the morning and in the evening in the US so that we catch as many time zones as possible. But in that, you can just sort of hear from these universities and hear what their programs are like, what their communities are like, um, how they're handling the COVID crisis uh, for students currently. And of course, you know, through my contact information, if you have a general area, I mean, there's Christian universities in California. So if that's your bent, then there's a place for you if that's what you're looking for as well in the East Coast. Um, But Christian higher ed or Christian based universities are always good search word. Um, I would just filter, you know, there's every now and then I see some specific denominations coming up like Seventh-day Adventist Mormon. So just um, if that's not what you're interested in, sure you filter those out. But if they are, then, you know, if you're interested in a certain denomination, then attach that to it, you know, like Catholic, or Anglican um, or Baptist or Christian, and then look at it that way. But I mean, there's just some really great options for students that I think would do really well. And I'm happy to help um, through David, you know, certainly don't want to take any of your students away, they're all so fabulous, but I'm happy to recommend a few that may be a good place for them. And there's definitely urban options. I think a lot of times students think if it's a small private Christian university, it's going to be in the middle of nowhere. And there definitely are those, Yeah. but there are also plenty of options for them in urban areas that they could thrive in and have you know, all of the amenities of an urban place where they're from and still enjoy a smaller community.
0: Well, I mean, and what you're saying, and I think why it's so lovely that you've actually been able to make this professional transition working for Sanford, into independent counselling is that, I, I think about a lot, i talk talked to other IECs about this, that what I do as independent counsellor is, is very fixed to my own situation. That's about, you know, what you, the, 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 niche, the niche that you're coming out, and, and others, you know, Ethan Sawyer, the college essay guy, or Juan Camilo Tamayo, or, or, you know, Park Muth, he's wonderful, IECs so I respect, advice in, in London, mm-hmm. yeah, they're everyone's doing it in a different way and I think it's really important that, that we we focus on the things that we're good at I know what yeah my my strength is people coming from parts of the world into my part of the world or leaving my part of the world going to other parts of the world it's, mm-hmm. it's when the bit that I know which is, yeah, is the UK British Isles, and a bit of Western Europe I shouldn't be doing that work because then yeah that, that's kind of removing the point of sort of expertise and time that we have so it's lovely to know that there is someone in the world doing doing what you're doing, Christy, because
1: Thank you. the
0: more we can add, add our specialisms to help these students. And, and as you, you, uh, you articulated quite well, these will be students who find themselves maybe in a different part of the world, through the family's job, maybe through missionary work, maybe through, through whatever. And it is a niche bit of counselling to do. And I will put my hands up and say, I've never, you know, never counselled a, a student to a kind of a Christian, Christian university and kind of, you know, Catholic Pentecostalist positive kind of stuff. I've helped with a Mormon once look at universities in Utah, and that Mm to me was a long way kind of off off a reservation for me. So I I definitely think there's something there. Um, It would be remiss if we didn't take a a few minutes just for you to talk about your former institution and indeed your alma mater. I've heard you talk in such glowing terms about it before, Um, and maybe we should, as as the wonderful phrase, put the rubber on the road and actually rather than we talk in the abstract, let's use Sanford as an example. Tell us all about Sanford as an exemplar of a private Christian university.
1: I really felt and still believe that it is um, based on so many factors, but the two main ones are it's urban location and just the ability to connect with programs beyond graduation and the strength of the medical and business programs in addition to it and education are just so phenomenal And then the reputation that they have in the community, you know, is, is just unprecedented. And, you know, when I left uh, over a year ago, it was like 97% of students had a job, graduates had a job within six months. I mean, that's just tremendous. And a lot of that really is their. Focus on internships throughout the years that students are there, and to me, you know, anytime you have a university that cares for its students beyond the years that they will care for them, is a really unusual gift, and that was really what set Stanford apart for me. I was cared for when I was there beyond the years that I would attend there, and and the same is true even now, you know, a generation later. Um, And I, you know, just reflecting on what you were saying about um, just sports and different things you know, I found a lot of students, I mean, of course, I counseled a lot of students that ended up coming for sports reasons, because Stanford was a D1. And I would say if you work with athletes, or if you are an athlete, D1 schools that are smaller private are really fantastic. Because even if you're not at the top of your game, you will be at those schools, and yeah. you will be in their, you know, divisions within and the conferences that they're in. And so, I mean, I, I distinctly remember a student from London that um, she was in a private school, of course, and, um, had done really well in tennis and she couldn't go to, you know, one of the top D1 schools, but she came to Sanford and she commented to me so many times, what a great transition it was for her because it wasn't, you know, this huge place where she got lost and she could be at the top of her game because she was in a mid-level school and it was still D1. So there was tons of scholarship opportunities. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that I feel like a lot of students really miss are these hidden gems that maybe you would never consider because you think that's out of your league or, you know, you're going to a Bible college or you're going to a monastery. I mean, if you're going to a Christian school, you must be going to a monastery. And that's really not the case. I mean, yes, you will have to sleep in separate dorms and yes, there, you know, are curfews and the, you know, front door will be closed to anyone but students. But, you know, I mean, I'm not sure in today's day and world, we don't need a few more boundaries.
0: Yeah, and this is the thing. It's it's about us um, as counsellors, not not I guess trying to impose any values that we might have on um, and students. Exactly. It, um, it's helping them, you know, explore their their values and test them and and resolve them and come to some kind of concrete set of criteria when they're researching fit. And, and you know, it's it's been really fascinating just to talk to you about it and get you know got me thinking a lot about my practice of this is an area of education that, that speaks to students and the wonderful joy for me as someone who you know, advised a lot of kids in the US, I know the massive complexity it has for families, for students and, and you know a lot of schools it's you know, certainly in the UK which are just baffled by, by the complexity of it is it is just so different you know there are many other places in the world where yeah, think of any possible type of university you want to have it this size in this location with this faith background, with this ma- curriculum structure, with this. It will exist in the United States somewhere. You know? um,
1: Probably six of them.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely true. And so to to, to hear from us, you know, not only so so um, cogently about the opportunities and the nuance and the differences here as well, but also, you know, someone with, with such a passion for for not only your alma mater but also this whole suite of universities is so great. So, um, I deeply appreciate it, Christy. If, if people do want to find out a bit more about you, they want to find out about the, um, the event that you're running and and that puts pressure on me to get this podcast out in time. So so thank you for that. Um, how do they find you? What what are your web details, your contact details so that people might be able to reach out for you if they do have that student needs, what you're offering.
1: Well, thank you for that. The web details are KC, as in um, christy carroll kc360.co.co okay perfect. and then the information on the virtual fair is there again it's free you can just um register students would be the ones to register and the registration process enters them for a 200 dollars gift card that will draw one one student for so you can use that for books or for music or whatever you want <laughs>
0: perfect great stuff um but the date of the, of the um the event is
1: it's may 19th and 20th and that's Again, so that we can hit morning time in the US and evening time so that we can reach as many time zones as possible.
0: I'm looking at my calendar right now, so I'm gonna to have to flip flip around my schedule of one podcast when podcasts were coming out. So awesome. There we go. Um, Christy, it's such a joy to catch up with you to, to talk about this kind of stuff, to really focus on on the nuance. So thank you so much for giving me your time.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Some really useful um, and very helpful information there from Christy and all the details that she mentioned about the event that she's coming up very, very soon um, will be in the show notes for the episode. Um, if you are listening to this not through um, my website, then please go to universityguys.com, click on knowledge, click on podcast, you'll find this there and you'll be able to see links to the um, the amazing events that Christy is doing. I'm certainly hoping myself to be able to get along to watch some of those and learn more about, as I said at the start, an area of US higher education advising that is is very new to me. So that's it for podcast episode 51. Massive thank you again to everyone for listening and subscribing to have got us to this milestone of episode 50. For those who listened to episode 50, I hope you enjoyed the slightly different take um, that we took on it. Please subscribe, um, follow along follow us at the university guys on facebook and instagram and we've got some really exciting episodes coming up soon two episodes coming at the same time focusing on the changing landscape of u.s standardized testing my guests will be akil Bello in the first podcast from fair test and then immediately as that goes live the second will go live with dr jason Smith from ues education thank you for listening